Did you know that a cat's purr isn't just a sign of happiness? It's like a magical healing spell. When a cat purrs, it produces vibrations at a frequency between 25 and 150 hertz. But here's where the weird part comes in. These frequencies are known to promote healing and regeneration in bones and tissues. Scientists believe that cat purring may be linked to the vibration's ability to stimulate the body's natural healing mechanisms. So the next time your cat curls up beside you and starts to purr, remember that you're not just sharing a moment of warmth. You're soaking in the magic of their healing vibrations. Welcome to the J40 Podcast, episode 38. As we celebrate the life of Buddy Blue, dear friend and soulmate to a very close friend, Scuba Steve. Fat shoutouts. Queens. 40 thugs. Queens finest. Brooklyn, Coney Island, USA. Manhattan. Staten Island. The Bronx. This episode is dedicated to those who have pets. Those who love their pets those who have suffered loss, I give this platform to my dear friend to express himself and tell his story. I hope it helps anyone who's out there. This is for you. Scuba Steve, welcome back to the J40 podcast. Uh, a lot has happened since the last time you were on the show. We miss you, buddy. And uh, I understand that it's uh, with a heavy heart. We uh, we say farewell to your longtime confidant and best friend, Buddy Blue. 19 years, man. I mean, I know that one hit hard, my friend. Yeah, I was, I was uh, extremely blessed to have uh, Buddy Blue by my side basically every moment of my life uh every single day every single minute second that's passed by uh for the last 19 and a half years almost 20 years um, man just as long as almost, you've been friends yeah almost 20 years it's hard to even wrap my brain around that uh especially when you're talking about a cat most cats don't don't live that long wow. um a lot of a lot of cats start to fade away 10 years 12 years but he was with me for almost 20 and Man. and i as he was getting older i kind of you know i felt it i felt it in the ether i'm like all right he's getting older i see he's getting a little slower i think he's getting a little more fragile not to cut you I off always, steve but you uh yeah you we were talking prior to his passing and you kind of picked up on on it 
before it happened. Yeah. Like, like you kind of saw, I, you kind of foresaw it. it. Yeah. You were like, Jose, yeah, I, I, I'm a little worried. You remember this conversation? And I was like, what's up? Yeah. Man? It's, it's very strange because before he even showed any signs of ill of illness, um, like when I would sleep in my, in my bedroom, he would, he would have t- like two spots that he would sleep in three, but it n- more narrow, narrowed down to two spots. He would sleep in, he was either on my bed right by, right by my right side. Cause I would sleep to my right. Cause I had some soul- shoulder surgery. So I always had to sleep to my right. Mm. And he was always like right under my arm. If he, and if he wasn't there, then he was on the floor down uh, by the closet door in front of the closet door in front of the foot of my bed. So I, for the, f- for a few months before he passed, before I seen any sign of any illness, when he was just when he was still perfect, anytime I would get up out of bed, whether I was waking up for the day, waking up you know to start my day, or if I was just getting up to use the restroom and then go back to bed, I was getting visions of me waking up and him being passed away. Oh wow! And I yeah, I kept I kept trying to shake it out of my head. Wow. I kept saying myself, I kept saying myself, and even to his face, I said to him, like, buddy, you better stay with me for another 10 years or so until you're wow. in your 30s. And I kept trying to shake it, but I was having visions that he was going to pass soon. Wow. All right. So, yeah, Buddy Blue is my world. All right. He was my everything. He was my son. He was my baby. He was my teacher, my shaman, my protector, my guardian. He was my best friend. He was, he was. I, I always tell my son Aiden, who uh, who's fifteen. I always tell him Buddy was my first son. Yeah. Um, because I I had adopted Buddy back in two thousand four. Mm. Um, I had just recently lost a cat about a year prior. Oh wow. Um, and yeah. So you know, when for anybody who has cats, there kind of needs to be a grieving time period b- between uh, losing the losing your your cat. Uh, and then adopting a new one if you're gonna do if you're gonna have another another cat. Some people have um, trouble doing that, you know what I mean? Like some people are like, okay, I, I can't, you know, the emotional pain of that is just too much, you know. Yeah, it's hard. So people need to rethink that, right? Yeah, yeah you have to change your perspective and understand that when you lose a precious, um, a precious loved one like like a, a, a cat or a dog that you've had for many many years, when you lose them and you and you have the desire to get another one, but you 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 you, you refrain from it because you feel guilty. You're not replacing that cat. Nothing can ever rep- replace the cat or dog that you've lost. Okay, you're 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 just it, you're when you adopt another one, another kitten. Let's say you're saving that kitten's life, and in return. It gives you another chance, another opportunity for your for you to expand your love uh, and to uh, bond with uh, another being, uh, with to, another soul, to, lo- to love with another being. So it has nothing to do with replacing, because nothing will ever replace your 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 cat. Nothing will ever replace Buddy Blue. I think but that's I the am, problem people have, right? Yeah, I think that's it. They they feel guilty. They feel guilty, and um, it's natural. It's yeah. part of the grieving process to go through these different stages of emotions. And then after you start to go through it and you release it, okay, which is extremely healthy, you have to go through the pain. Yeah. Okay. And, th- and then you get to a point where you release it. Don't bottle it up. Okay. You, you go through it and then you release it and then, and then you can recover and grow from it. And, and you have to understand that it's, it's, it's perfectly 
healthy and beautiful to to adopt another uh, another uh, pet from a shelter to save yeah. another life. Because I got to tell you, but even though I saved Buddy Blue's life, he saved my life a million times over. Yeah. Okay, so in two thousand four, right around the time I met you, Jose. Yeah. Um, I was just recently getting off for the loss of my of a cat that I had before, Buddy. Yeah. Uh, he when he when he was like ten years old, he was a street cat, and mm. he just he got hit with everything and passed away real in my arms. Um, when I was still living in Brooklyn, and I waited a little bit, and I felt in my heart it was ready for another to to adopt another cat. You wanted a so, companion. Yeah, well, I love it. I love yeah. it. I love having, I love having a little fur baby who winds up being your protector and and taking care of you. You know, like I said, you save their life and they're going to save yours for, for in a million different ways for as long as you have them. Yeah. All right, and they stay with they stay with you forever. Even though Buddy's not here with me physically, I feel his presence all the time. Okay, uh, so they're always with you, and I do look forward to uh, when my day does come. Okay, when it's my turn to go, okay, I know, buddy, that that little furry motherfucker is going to be standing right there waiting for me. Well, it's funny because uh, we just we just played this purr right now. Yeah, yeah, purring. There it is. See, right on cue, dude. It was it's it's divine timing. That's my boy. That's my boy, Blue, right there. And um, I know he's going to be purring extra loud. The vibrations I'm going to feel throughout my whole soul. And I can't wait to see him again. I'm so excited about it. I appreciate it. you sending um, that 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 audio with his purr. I was able to uh, enhance the sound just a little bit, and uh, it's great to be able to, you know, for not just for us to hear it, but for for the listeners to be able to hear what Buddy sounded like when he was purring. Yeah. So that that oh man, I love it. <laughs> so that purr is from a, a video that I sh- I sent uh, I sent you um, and. If you were able to see the video, I know I know you've seen it, Jose. Beautiful, but for the beautiful. In that video, he's sitting, he's laying on the on my kitchen counter. I have like an island in the kitchen area, and whenever I was in the kitchen and I turn around and I'm like, well, on what part of the counter by the cabinets? And I turn around, he's always on the farthest corner of that of the island counter. Yeah, because he's level he's level with me, so he's you know he's higher up, and he was that's as close as he can get to me. And as high as he can get to me, and he was oh he would always sit there with me wherever I was. He was by my side. Yeah, and I would just stand there, and no nothing's on in the apartment. Everything is off. It's quiet in here, and you can hear his purring. Mm. Anytime he was in my presence, and I'm looking at him, and he's looking at me, he's he's purring so loud. And so you can feel the vibrations. For in the, those in the, that don't the, understand the, what the, the purring represents, can you please explain? Yeah, the the purring is it heals you, okay. But for the them, purring, when they do it, what does it mean for them in communication with you? I mean, is that's is that a that's a sign of affection, right? Oh yeah, they're they're connecting to you on on such a deep level uh, that it's beyond that's beyond sometimes beyond comprehension. Those purrs are you know it's ancient. Even the ancient Egyptians knew how powerful cats were, mm. and the, uh, the the purr, the vibrational frequency of a purr. Uh, and whoever's around to receive it uh, is is constantly being healed. All right, mm. it heals your DNA, it heals your soul, it heals every every everything of, that that makes you you. That vibrational purr, that frequency, 
is working overtime to heal you with when love. You, he would it's lay just, on you and you would pet him. Would he? Is that the sound that would come out of him, like the purr? Yeah, mm. yeah. Anytime I was with him, he was always purring. And 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 just to fast forward a little bit, yeah, just for a second. Sure. When he be when he became ill, and I'm going I'm going to tell you the the details in between. But when he became ill, I I felt bad about him purring because. With his illness, he had a trouble. He, it felt like it just hit, it hit him really fast within yeah. a two week time period. Uh, he had trouble breathing. Awesome. Okay? He, he was, was taking a lot of his energy. Yeah, yeah, he had trouble breathing, and uh, he had a, he had he had a massive amounts of fluid building up in his in his chest area around his heart, his mm. lungs, his his abdominal abdominal area, uh, everything, and he couldn't breathe. It was like he was drowning with every Man. breath. Okay, yeah. and he and even even with all the struggling of trying to catch a breath, anytime he looked at me or was next to me or if I touched him, he was purring. Through all the pain and through all the struggle, he was purring constantly. And mm. and, and for anybody who knows a cat, wow. when a cat is purring, it speeds up their, their breathing and their respiratory. So every time he was purring, it actually made it harder wow. on him to breathe when it was already hard. So I felt bad. It was wow. very weird. Wow. Okay. But... So let me let me go back to to some memories about him before we talk about that. Okay? Yeah, before we talk about the uh, yeah yeah I, I, I yeah. yeah. So I you know I adopted him in two thousand four from a from a high kill shelter in um in uh in Manhattan. Okay, and um he he was just it, to even put it into words. Okay, just to show. And to to express how much I love this this guy this this little this little furry this little furry angel from 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 that was sent to me okay I saved his life because he was at a he was at a shelter in the city that had a had a um, a reputation of killing animals quickly all right what and do I was call that euthanizing they well it's 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 they call it a they call it a kill shelter a high kill shelter yeah Whoa. euthanizing. Where, where if, the, if, if, you know, they get so overwhelmed, these shelters with, with, with animals. I just want to make sure uh, I'm, not that, make, I'm not saying the wrong thing because I, I don't want to confuse it with what they do when a cat is, you know, sick and then they, so I'm, I'm not sure if I'm no, using the right No, it's euthanizing. Word. Okay. Yeah, euthanizing. It, there's, there's people that euthanize them when they have to be, when they're at the end of their life. Hmm. And then, unfortunately, sometimes in these shelters uh, that they get so overwhelmed that they don't have space sometimes you know with older cats gotcha, um gotcha. or you know they'll euthanize them because they have to make space which yeah. is i don't even want to think about that yeah, so yeah. i i adopted him okay and he changed my life i've had many other cats in the past but there was something very special about buddy blue okay? your soul's connected many, man <laughs> yeah there were many things that were special about him okay and he was just a powerful being. Yeah. The connection, the p companionship. Um, he, I mean, he saved my life on so many different ways that it's just even hard to express. When, when I got him in 2004, life was just, everything was great. Um, but since I had him, you know, I dealt with the, the tragic loss of my sister, Jenna. Yeah, I remember okay? that. I remember um, that. Rest in peace. And then... Yeah, and then and 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 then, you know, having to be there with my mom and and protect my mother and 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 deal with and 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 try to help her, and the family, but really my mom, 
uh, about with the loss of my sister because nobody should experience the loss of a child. Of course. And my mother, ne- my mother never came back from it. It was very hard for everybody, but for my mom, I can't even tell you what it did to her. And you I, suffered I, a lot I, of loss in your life, my friend. Yeah, I am the one. You know how every family has that one child that that takes care that stands by the mom, okay? Yeah. And and uh, yeah, and so I I was that one that 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 walked through hell with my mother. Yeah. Uh, uh many 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 times because it's not a one time it's not a one one stop shop. It's it's every day moving forward and dealing with my mother and the situation and the family from the loss of my of my of my sister my mother's only daughter and then and then uh, uh, 6 months later my grandfather who was the greatest in the world uh Harry I love you grandpa he passed away 6 months later okay wow. and yeah and then you know I I was I had um I had health problems over the years why I had I had Crohn's disease and so I was always dealing with illnesses and getting big surgeries yeah. over the years and recovering from these surgeries. A lot of times I was by myself, taking care of myself through major, major operations. Um, Buddy Blue was uh, with you for a lot of this stuff, man. Buddy, Buddy Blue was with me. He was by my side every moment, you know. And then you have, then you have where where my son. When I was engaged to get married back in two thousand, I remember two thousand seven. Yeah, I, I was you know through all the all the pain and turmoil of, of the loss of my sister and my grandfather, um, you know I was trying you know I was I was up and down like a roller coaster of, of good and bad, good and bad, and I was on top of the world and you know uh, about to have my first son. I'm engaged, and then for anybody who knows me knows that that didn't work out. Not going to get into the details of that, but basically. <laughs> no the marriage never happened. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no need to yeah. even go down the road. No but, the, but the marriage never happened, and my my five and a half month old beautiful son, uh, the apple of my eye, was basically <laughs> snatched from me and taken taken two hundred and twenty miles away from me in every direction, and I had to go through a major Bro, battle of, you, of deal. Not to cut you yeah. off, Steve, but I've watched you because during that time we were friends. I've yeah. I remember and I recall watching you go through every single weekend for years traveling those 220 plus miles every weekend. Each way. Because exactly. So what? 400 miles a week, 400 plus yeah. miles a week. And you did this religiously, man, to show how committed you were. I never missed a beat. To show how committed yeah. you are as a dad, man. You made this happen every weekend. And man, uh, you know, like. If there's anybody that knows how much you love your son, it's me. So shout out to Aiden. Your Thank dad you. is amazing, my friend. He loves you. He always has. He will never stop. I mean, dude, like you're lucky to have that kind of love from your dad. Just to say that on the J40 Thank podcast. You know what I mean? Thank you, brother. Thank you. Yeah, you know it, man. My son Aiden is the he is my everything. Um, him and Buddy Blue were my the two loves of my life. And yeah, I never missed a beat with my son. I got I got handed a very tough situation. But I'll tell you, you know, Buddy Blue has has been there with me by my side for every moment. And you know, cats have a sense. They have they have a sixth sense about things and they know when you're sad, obviously. They yeah. they can pick up on it. They read you because they get they don't speak, so they're not like, hey, what's wrong? They feel it. So that they're connected to you on such a deep level that he knew when I was upset. 
And he was always there purring with that super powerful vibrational purr like somebody's <laughs> turning up. It's like someone just turned up the super bass on some fucking DJ equipment or something. He okay? knew when to rub and, himself on you for comfort, right? Like, I mean, yeah, yeah. Man. Dude, there was there were endless endless days and nights where I was I was crying continuously, hugging him, and just him being there with me and healing me um, with his purring, with his love, with his affection, with his presence. Um, yeah, there he is. Yeah, uh, it's, it, it was everything for me. He helped me through some of the hardest times of my life. I have a list of things that I could talk about that were struggles over the last twenty years, but. The, my overall point is he was he was my savior, all right, and he was he was a funny motherfucker too. By the way, he had his his sense of humor was was off the charts. He had a personality that you that, remember. I'm, you know, I don't mean to cut you off. But you remember? I don't know what it was that we were talking about, and it, it had to do with Buddy. And I think you showed me a video or a picture. And I was like, he looks like Jack Nicholson. <laughs> yeah, dude, dude, he is—he's hilarious. And oh. There's just some. There are some pets that have that are loaded with personality. He was one of them. All right, yeah. he was—he he was, was very so photogenic funny. too, Steve. He was extremely photogenic. Yeah. Anybody that was in his presence fell in love with him. Do you know how many times Beautiful I had people? Thank you. I had, I had so many people that were like, oh, I don't like cats. I don't like cats. And until you're they talk, met Buddy you're talking, Blue. You're talking to somebody who's not that I don't like cats, but I'm allergic, right? And for some reason, yep. whenever I went to your house, I never caught an attack. I don't know what that was, but I just, I, I never caught one of my, you know, infamous allergic reactions. Al al allergy attack. Yeah, yeah, allergy. Yeah, but he, what's funny is, is that he's, he's a, he was a, he was a Maine, a Maine Coon, okay, mixed with another breed, um, can, a Himalayan. He was a mixture of a of a Maine Coon and a Himalayan breed. So he was a very he was a very hairy cat, uh, had a big mane, and he fucking shedded all the time. I don't know how this ha this cat could have wow you know could grow as much hair as he fucking grew, <laughs> but he was always shedding. The fact that you didn't get an, an allergic reaction is amazing. Yeah, because okay? I'm telling you, man, I, I would my throat would start itching, and you know I'd get really red. My nose will start running. My eyes will start tearing. Like that's yeah. the kind of reaction that I would get. You know what I mean? And you'll hear me walk around going. Like my yeah, back of my yeah. throat, you know, it, it was just weird. But uh, with, anytime I went to your house, man, I was spared of that. I was just, wow. It was just one of those things. I'm like, why didn't I get an allergic reaction? You know, uh, it's because he was special and he was, <laughs> he was, he was healing you as, as he was bonding <laughs> with you. So, but I've had lots of friends that, that really didn't like hats. They met yeah. him and they, they, they immediately fell in love with yeah. him. And he just had this, he had this, this loving Godlike presence to him, where you just you you look forward to seeing him, you look forward to being around with him, you look forward to hanging out with him, joking around with him, and just <laughs> just being being in his presence. I wanted to just say something because yeah. I feel myself getting a little a little bit emotional here. Yeah, me and you have had we've had a we've had a couple of conversations. Uh, um, right after Buddy had passed away. Yeah, right? uh, you know you you you're one of my dearest closest friends slash family that. I I share that moment with 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 the people close to me. So yeah. I had told you about Buddy's passing yeah. as soon as he passed. And we knew that immediately that we were going to do a podcast dedicated to him. Yeah. 
And, you know, one of the one of the concerns was that we didn't want to let too much time go by because, um, you know, that, you know, there's a lot of emotion attached to the situation and to Buddy. Yeah. Uh, but I got to tell you that everything happens in divine timing, because I'll be honest with you, my brother, I love him so much. Yeah. And the pain that I went through and I still am going through it. But, you know, every day you deal with it better and better. Yeah. Um, but the love that I have, I'm not going to say had, the love that I have for him, the bond that I have with him, there was no way that I would be able to do a podcast a week or two after it happened gotcha. because I wouldn't be I wouldn't be able to talk. I mean, okay? for crying I, out would, loud, when I told me, you about, you know, you know, about doing the podcast and what I would do with the purr, I mean, you broke down then. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, so yeah, at, at that, <laughs> at that time period, uh, I was doing a lot more crying and a lot less talking, uh, and I wouldn't be able to talk because I was crying. So right now, you know, t everything is timing in life. Yeah. Uh, it's been, he passed away, I think it was September 20th. Wow. Okay? So here we, here we are, what, like five weeks wow. later. It's so still fresh, it's man. It's still fresh, but the five weeks needed to pass by mm -hmm. because I wouldn't be able, I would not be able to speak like I'm speaking now. So. Buddy Blue was by my side every moment of every day, everywhere I lived from when he, when I first adopted him. Uh, I was in Brooklyn, uh, in, uh, in in living in, in Bay Ridge at the moment on 86th Street. That's right, you were in Bay and, Ridge. Yeah, I was in Bay Ridge, yeah, man. And, Coney uh, Island, he was, Bay Ridge, you've been through it all. He's been with you, man, the strip club business, everything. Uh, this guy's been, yeah. wow, man, he's seen it all. <laughs> Dude, he, he was, he, he went through, uh, natural disasters with me, yeah. hurricane, hurricane Sandy and, and the, the power outage. Oh, just all, but just whole, everything. He was by my side. He's driven and he in all it. your cars. You know what I mean? All my cars. <laughs> yeah. Well, he was, he was an indoor cat that I would let outdoors. So when yeah. I lived, so after Brooklyn, I moved to Staten Island. And I bought a house. Things were good at that time. That was a nice townhouse, by the way. I like that. Yeah, yeah that, that was a really you. nice townhouse. Well, with that townhouse, I... Was that right? Did Sable, I get, yeah. Yeah. I re, oh, Sable my God. Loop, I can't yeah, remember. A, I remember that. <laughs> wow. It was a dead-end street. And with that house, I had lucked out because everybody knows that New York, generally in the New York area, the tri-state area, um, it's it's congested, it's busy, and... Um, I never really spent too much time in Staten Island ex until I started dating somebody in the business I was working at who lived in Staten Island. And then before you know it, every weekend I was there, I was sleeping over at her house. And I started to ex explore the island of Staten. And I'm like, all right, it's not bad here. It's kind of like kind of like Brooklyn, but with more trees and a little more peace. So when when it came time, I was doing well and I decided to buy a house. I was, you know, and and. Uh, I was going through some tough stuff, but I decided to buy a house because I was okay financially. And yeah, I love that townhouse. I, I had what I always tell people was like having my cake and eating it too because I was living on a dead end street. Okay, I had dude. I saw deer in, behind your house. Yeah, deer. Yeah, no, well that was that's in front of that was in front of my house. That was the front of my. Oh, house. that's the front. Wait a minute, um, that little really? That's the front. Because yeah, remember, that right by where, you, where the parking lot in your garage was, that's considered the front? That's the front of the house, oh, the back wow. of my house. Yeah, it was very weird. It's yeah. a, it was a weird Because I remember there was a fence. Uh, there was a fence, and I remember one day we just looked out, and there was a freaking deer right there. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. When I first bought that house, that fence wasn't there. Everything was open. So it was just, I had this, 
acre of or one or two acres of, of woods that was in front of me, okay? And there was wildlife in there every day. I would wake up and there would be a whole family of deer every day walking around, eating. Uh, it was like being in Pennsylvania. And then to the left of my house, you uh, there was a cemetery. Mm. And then to the right to, to the right of my house, on the other end, other side of the dead end street, there was another cemetery. Damn. But it was all blocked. It was blocked by big trees, so you didn't see headstones okay you almost lost that house the, due to a hot dog i i almost lost that house three times well you I, almost I, lost I it due to, to a hot dog you remember that burning hot dog cheesy almost, hot dogs <laughs> <laughs> shout out to paulo by the way bought some cheesy Damn hot dogs you, almost burned down the whole house i think that you kept that window you could have fixed it at any time that window that that that, that i that glass yeah. that shattered i think you just kept it like that for like years it stayed <laughs> it was it was one of those uh double was it was it uh, 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 uh painted or painted <laughs> what do they call it when a window has two pieces of glass ah uh, I, I, I tempered no, no, no. Tempered, yes, yeah, double tempered. Okay, I think it's go. double tempered. Yeah. So, yeah, Paulo, me, you, and Paulo decided to fucking hang out and have a barbecue in my backyard. Cheese injected hot dogs. Bro, who buys cheese injected hot dogs for oh, a fucking shit. barbecue, bro? Oh my god. So I'm on my on my back deck, oh. right by that window that you're referring to. Oh, I'm man. grilling up these hot dogs. Who the fuck knew there was cheese oh. in them? And God. before you know it, the cheese is dripping, and and Bro, there's a the huge flames fire. that came out of that. <laughs> Bro, we almost melted down the side of my house. Oh, man. So, the, so the fucking window shattered. Yeah, I that window was still on the house when I sold it. I just oh, kept reapplying shit. fucking scotch tape on the fucking cracks. <laughs> Oh man, oh, I had God. you know what? I just you know when we were talking about that house, that's the first thing that came to my mind. Those freaking cheesy hot dogs, man. Dude, I used to call him Cheese Dog. Cheese Dog, bro. Cheese Cheese Dog was his fucking nickname for a while. And if I ever bring it up, he knows exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. But yeah, man, listen, beautiful, beautiful townhouse, man. And you know, Buddy Blue. I remember uh, he had his little spots in that house where he would just jump from one end to the other. He had had he yeah. had made his own little obstacle course that, you know, he could jump and run to and, you know, hide in little spots and pop out from here and from there. I mean, the crystals, you have a lot of crystals. I mean, you were mining Herkimer diamonds from upstate New York. And uh, I remember yeah. the energy yeah. that was in your house. Um, that, that was an amazing energy. And I think that a lot of that energy probably contributed to his health because as we know, yeah. the positive energy that comes from those crystals. So I, I think, you know, cause it's extraordinary 19 years. I mean, for him to live, I mean, cats don't live that long, do they? No, they usually don't. And you took the words right out of my mouth, out of my mouth. I was going to say that my house was loaded with crystals and yeah, I did mining. I used to mine Herkimer diamonds, uh, quartz crystals, for at least a 10-year time span. So um, I always had that, uh, Herkimer Diamonds, everywhere in the house and in uh, with, with an, a, you know, a whole list of other crystals all over the place. So, yeah, the, the healing vibrational frequency that these crystals will give off does have a positive effect on your health, um, and it definitely contributes to health. Not to mention, and this is an important point that I'd like to tell to a lot of people that are pet owners or are thinking of, of uh, adopting a pet, Beyond the crystals, um, contributing to his good health and his beautiful spirit, okay? Uh, one thing I did with Buddy that was different than I did with any other cat I had, okay? He had a very simple diet. He mm. ate hard, 
hard, crunchy food, whatever the brand. I usually would get meow mix in one of those big bags. Yeah. He had hard, crunchy food and water. Okay. Simple. Yeah. Now, by him, by him doing that, and wet and food wasn't not, ever an option. Or, no. Or what, what, he, what was it about wet food that you he didn't like? never? He never liked it. He no. It's not about that. He didn't like it. I never introduced it to his diet. Why okay? is that? He because uh, something told me to keep it simple. Okay. okay? And I I went through a lot of things in my life with yeah. my health with with Crohn's. Okay. Uh, but that's for a whole other podcast. Yeah, I yeah. can talk about that. Yeah. All right. But I went through a lot, and when you deal with Crohn's, you're dealing with your digestive tract okay. and a messed up digestive system. Okay, mm. so something my maybe it was my higher self. Something told me hard, crunchy food and water. Yeah. That's it. So I never gave him wet food. Mm. I've never given him little treats. I've never given him human food. I've never given him milk. I've never given him snacks. I've never given him anything but hard, crunchy food. And what did that do for him? It not only kept his teeth sharp and his gums healthy, but it also kept his digestive tract regular, hmm. okay? His digestive tract was regular up until a day or two before he passed away. When he, the last time he used the the, the, the litter box, his, I don't mean to get gross, but his, stool. his bowel yeah. his bowel movements were like the bowel movements of a young of a of a young healthy dog, you know how mm. dogs go to the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. That's what his bowel movements looked like his whole entire life. Was there specific? He never had diarrhea. Was there a specific type huh? of food, uh, the hard crunchy food that you'd like to announce to people what it was? Keep it simple. Would... Keep it simple. I don't. I have. I own no stock in meow mix, but for the most part, I would just get the the big yellow bag of meow mix, whatever it was, beef flavors or fish okay. flavors or whatever it was. Okay. Just hard crunchy food, and if you keep it simple. Their, their digestive digestive tract stays nice, nice and regular, nice and healthy. Once you introduce wet foods, snacks, milk, uh, treats, human food, which is, and we all know in America, our human food is poisoned here. Yeah, okay, yeah, of course, you don't uh, it, that, yeah. it will start to affect their health as well. So, if that's one of the biggest things I can I can tell people when you when you adopt a, a, a pet. Just give up. Keep it simple. They don't need all that fancy I stuff. I never it heard you mention that you brought him to the vet for much. I don't think he was sick very much. So I. So the only time, but buddy, in his almost twenty years of being here with me, he was. He was. He only went to the vet minimal times. All right. Because the one thing with vets and what they like to do is they like to push vaccinations mm. on on animals wow. and 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 if you do if you do some i mean if anybody researches pet vaccines and side effects not just oh what what vaccine should i get now i'm talking about that part of it type in side effects and 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 read read stories that people go through what are, what are some of the side effects well death death oh. i uh, my friend what, my like friend sudden, Anthony like for, sudden death yeah, sudden oh, death. Wow. Yeah, uh, they they have reactions to certain vaccines, and a lot of cats uh, and dogs. Okay, mm. that go to the vet. The, the 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 veterinarians make lots of money on on pushing vaccines for for your pet. Yeah, and there there have been there have been endless 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 counts of 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 cats and dogs that have had early deaths because of reactions to vaccines, wow. much like humans, okay? Now, did you so have a good veterinarian is, that, 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 that you I, that I you had trusted? a really good vet. Okay. Yeah, so when, when I adopted Buddy, he was very young. 
And at six months old is when you're supposed to get them neutered or spaded if they're a female. And at that time, they got to get their shots. Mm. Okay, much like me and you, Jose, when we were little kids (laughs) and we had to go to elementary school, we had to get our (laughs) fucking shots, right? So, you know, we had to get some something at some point. So, yeah, when they're that age at six months, they get their their their, they get neutered or spaded. I mean, unless you're breeding them. Uh, and then they get the they get their vaccine. So that was, I think, like the first time he was at um, the vet. All right. Other than that, didn't take him to the vet. Didn't cha- take him for no checkups. He was healthy. He was healthy. Then when he was about ten years old, okay. So figure. So now ten years go by. He was perfectly fine. At ten, he he developed ear mites in his oh, wow. right ear. I think. Yeah, ear mites. Pretty wacky. It's pretty wild. So what, what are you? Is that like a form of lice? It's I don't know if it's lice, but they're mites. So I mean, if you if you the little tiny bugs sounds like they're microscopic. In, <laughs> yeah, well, they're they're so small, and from what I can remember, they're not on the outside of the of the animal. They go, oh. they make their way. I think they dig themselves underneath and inside the skin, like a tick. of the. Uh, of yeah i guess of the of the cat's ear wow. and when what happens is the cat starts their ears start to puff up with blood inside oh. so it looks like and yeah it looks like you know they're like you know like uh, i'll give you a perfect example so you can envision it like a like a ufc fighter where they get the cauliflower yeah, ear. Yep, yep yep okay so that's basically what that uh what happens with a cat or a dog i guess that has that's suffering from ear mites so they have to have surgery so now Going a ten-year span after get after getting uh, neutered and and uh, his vaccine for when he was six months old, now he's ten. I had to take him to the vet to have surgery for ear mites. And what they do is they, they it's a minor surgery where they kind of have to put stitches inside of his ear back and forth, like as if you're if you have a pair of jeans on a sewing machine and you're going back and forth with it. And they put all these stitches inside of his ear to block blood from filling up mm. and of course you know antibiotics and everything yeah. he had that surgery he had that surgery twice oh, right wow. because it came both years, yeah, came both back years after the the year. no no just the same year okay after the first surgery i guess it wasn't successful it ah. started to puff up again he had to go for the surgery again so now after that time at the vet he was 10 that was it mm. never took him to a vet again wow. so now we're talking about almost another 10 years wow. passed by all right. <laughs> and so now we're getting to the to the moment where um something was happening with him. And he was he was still very active, all right. Yeah. There's still still purring uh every moment that he's with me, still still playing with me, still that, that eating to me fine, drinking fine. You know what I mean? Like yeah. even though like you said he he was having trouble breathing, he would still find a way to purr for you. Like that sounds oh, well, so I'll, damn I'll, courageous I'll, to me. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you about the day he passed, and I'll tell you uh, that 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 more. in itself is a crazy story, and I think it. I I think that the the audience would love to hear that. I mean, it's it, it's a, it's a pretty sad, but at the same time, it also shows the resilience of Buddy yeah. and what he wanted. And I think that uh, it's a it's just a tremendously touching story, and uh, I can't wait for you to just uh you know bring us more in depth into that into that part of it yeah he he only buddy blue can take a tragic situation and make it beautiful that's all i'll say at the moment but yeah. um you know he when he got ill it happened within like a two-week time span mm. all right i'll stretch i'll stretch it to maybe two and a half yeah 
But I'll say two weeks was like really it. You know, he yeah. just beyond being older because I I was embracing him getting older like I'm getting older. Yeah. I can't move around like I used to. I can't. I don't, you know, have stamina like I used to, and yeah. I embraced that with him, and I understood he's like a hundred years old in cat years. Yeah. So, um, I, I, you know, I kind of got used to that, but he was still very active. He looks um, very young too, not for nothing. He yeah, still looked he like looked a young great. cat. He didn't look like an old yeah. cat, you know. No, his his fur was always beautiful and shiny. Yeah. Uh, his hair his hair was always growing. His eyes were nice and clear. It was healthy. His teeth and his gums were healthy. Nice. His his personality, his his instincts and his reaction time to <laughs> thing uh, to things were on point. Just like he was a kitten. Very expressive and, with his face. Very yeah, expressive. Very expressive with his face. Yeah, and yeah. he was just he was very alert and on point. But something happened to him that that debilitated all of that and that was where he had for he he started having trouble breathing okay and if you can't breathe correctly that's going to affect your everything about you yeah and i noticed that his breathing pattern started to change i noticed that his he was breathing more from uh was it called your diaphragm or like your lower stomach area yeah, yeah. you know it wasn't just happening where it was just breathing nice and slow and relaxed. He yeah. started taking, uh, you could see his stomach uh, going up and down quick, quick, Was, was he gasping? And, was he gasping and stuff? Um, well, he didn't have his tongue hang, hang, hanging out of his mouth or anything, but you can visually see he was struggling to breathe and that every breath was short and fast. Yeah. And that it was coming from his stomach where it, it's just a nat not the natural place. It can show you that there's a struggle to breathe. Yeah, all right. Yeah. And I seen this and I started to really, really start to worry. And I started to watch him and I'm monitoring him and I'm watching him and I'm monitoring him. And I'm imagine. doing all. Oh, my God. I'm doing all kinds of research and this and that and this and that. And I and progressively very quickly uh within a two-week time span it that it, it got worse mm. and through all of it he was still managed to try to hang out with me be by my side wow. always per when he's with me and and i think i had wow. mentioned it before that um when he was with me he was always purring anytime we locked eyes yeah. anytime anytime i touched him uh, or spoke with him because I would just speak to him and he knew I was talking to him. He knew when I was talking to somebody else, even if there was nobody in the room and yeah. I was talking on the phone, he knew I was talking to somebody else that wasn't there and it wasn't directed at him. But the moment I spoke to him, he yeah. knew it. Yeah. And he immediately started purring super yeah. loud, like, like listening to, you know, super bass and, um, <laughs> And when when you have trouble breathing and you and you're purring, purring naturally speeds up your respiratory, your your system, and your breathing, uh, and it, it naturally makes you breathe faster. So it it was harder for him to breathe when it was already hard for him to breathe when he was purring. Yeah. That's how much love he had for me. That even though he was suffering, he was expressing love to me through his suffering, and it was making him suffer more because he was expressing love to me. So that's how deep our love was. And I felt bad, you know, seeing him purr, and I was trying to calm him down and get him relaxed. And I was hoping every day it would get better, and it didn't. It was getting worse. What was the final so, straw for you, Steve, when you said, okay, I got to take him in? Okay. So I, I, I was looking up veterinarians <clears throat> in the area. 
I found a place that was close by to the house, probably like five minutes away, mm-hmm. made an appointment, and I I took him there. All right. And right off the bat, uh, I did not like how they were doing anything. Okay. As soon as I get into the room, the woman was very loud that was coming in, talking to us. Now, if if my cat is a house cat and he has an illness and he's old and he's scared because he's out of the house and he can't breathe, you like any other doctor that knows their job well and how to deal with patients and people, you need to have a certain tone when you talk, okay? Yeah. And you need to approach 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 the situation very gently. And this woman didn't have any of that finesse. She walked into the room. Buddy was already a little freaked out because he doesn't really leave the house, except if, except if he's sitting on the terrace here. Uh, when I was in Staten Island and he was a little bit younger, I used to let him walk, roam around the, the dead-end street and kind of run in the grass and play yeah. with the birds and do whatever. But that was that was supervised, okay? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he. but generally speaking, he was a house cat. Yeah. And so when he so he's already not feeling well and not breathing well and just being out of the house and being at the vet is frightening for him. It's um uh traumatizing. So instead of keeping the situation calm, this woman came in the room to kind of start talking to us, have me, you know, fill out some paperwork and see what's going on. She was very loud, had a very loud and aggressive voice, and I didn't like that. I didn't feel it didn't feel right to me. Then she's like, "All right." She immediately she starts showing me how much everything's going to cost and during that time period, money was extremely tight for me, um, and but I have to I have to see what's wrong with the, my my baby, you know. Yeah, and yeah. so uh, she starts giving me a list of stuff, and I'm like, okay, just I I need him to get a blood test, and I need him mainly to get an X-ray because I want to see if if whatever's happening with him, if I can help him. Okay, so an X-ray was crucial. So. She says, okay. She comes in out of the room a couple of times, talking loudly, pissed me the fuck off. Then comes back in the room. Sounds to me like she was zero empathetic. Zero empathy. No empathy at all. So she comes into the room, grabs him, picks him up, and he doesn't like to be held by strangers. Okay. Mm. She she picks as much as he loves me he didn't like he didn't like me to walk around holding him too much he was mm. a big cat he's yeah. a main main coons are big cats okay and so she, she scoops him up in a fucking blanket and she starts walking towards the door of him i'm like well where where are you going yeah she goes oh, I'm, I'm i'm taking it from an x-ray and blood work i said so i i'm coming with you right she goes oh no 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 you stay here and she runs out of the room with him okay bro i know i was fucking i was I mad know. bro I, I was mad so i'm standing there in the doorway uh, I don't know where she went, and then another woman who works there is coming by trying to make small talk with me. And I said, you know, you guys really should have a way to let the the pet, the pet's owner, come with the the pet, the animal, to go get these tests done and get the x-rays done uh, because it's traumatizing enough for the animal not to be at home with their pet, with their owner, Um and then you take them away like that. She's like, oh, no, no, we can't let that. We don't allow that. I'm like, well, you should. Uh, she goes, well, he can't be, you can't be where he's getting an x-ray. I said, well, you should at least have a window, cut a window in the wall, and I'll stand on the other side of the window just so he can see me, I can see him. She's like, oh, no, that would cost too much money. I kind of looked at this woman and rolled my eyes. And so <clears throat> they, now she comes back. That woman comes back with Buddy. You could tell he was upset and like breathing really heavy. And now for the first time, she comes in with, I guess, the doctor doctor yeah. and just starts t- 
talking to me in a very doom and gloom way. I said, so what have you done so far? She's like, well, nothing. He wouldn't let us do anything. We couldn't take his blood. We couldn't give him an x-ray because he was he was freaking out. And I'm like, well, understandably. And and she's and she starts before even knowing what's wrong with him. She starts yeah. talking about all these bad things that it could be this. You know how the Internet is. You know, you have a fucking you yeah, start sneezing. doom and gloom. You, you, basically yeah. the, talking about the ending and what you should prepare for. Right. Like without. Like, exactly. Mm. Exactly. And like the first woman who was standing next to her had zero finesse about it. Yeah, OK, yeah. I was so upset. And I said, so you didn't do anything. Right. She's like, no. I said, OK. I said, go reprint me up my bill to just to check up, just to visit, visit, take everything else off there. I said, I'm going to leave with them. She goes, okay. So they reprinted the bill. I grabbed Buddy. I went back home. So now I'm pissed off and I'm still worried. I got nothing accomplished. Yeah. And he and he had to go through that traumatic period. So now I'm Googling, can, uh, is there, are there any mobile mobile units that can come around in a, in a van? Because sometimes there are businesses where they'll do that. Veterinarians, they come by with these equipped vans where you can just take them downstairs. I need to stop they can you even really do- quick, Steve. These yeah, people yeah. took him to the back, and there wasn't even a diagnosis, a prognosis of anything. Nothing? Nope. Uh, nothing. Nothing at all. Zero. Okay. They didn't do anything for him. Okay. Uh, she, she just, and they charged she, they you just, what for that? I wasn't, it wasn't terrible. Okay. I think it was like, so I think it was like $67. Okay. So you took Buddy, went back home, yeah. and then you went down the hunt on the internet. Yeah, I was hunting out different places, how to make this less traumatizing for him. But get but get him an X-ray, okay? Because I yeah. needed an X-ray to see if I could help him. To see what's so going I, on. So I was searching. I was searching a mobile unit. There was one mobile unit, but then um, I called their number and they're like, they had a message saying we're not taking any on new clients. So uh-huh. then I'm like, okay, maybe there's vets that do house calls. Yeah. So I I looked up that. I found one on the internet. They seem really nice. Made an appointment. Did did everything online. And then I think if it, it was like a day and a half later. The next day, they contact me and call me on the phone to talk to me a little bit to kind of get a better idea of what they're, what, what, what's his illness, what is he suffering from. So when I spoke with this woman on the phone, very sweet woman, okay. she said, well, she goes, well, unfortunately, us coming to the house is not going to is not going to accomplish anything because he definitely needs an X-ray. Yeah. Some blood work, too, but he definitely needs an X-ray. We can't do that up there. So I expressed to this woman the the horrible experience i had at this at this vet yeah and she said look she goes get a paper and a pen she goes this is place called uh and i will fucking promote them because they're great awesome um uh whatever they called um i think it was like uh vague maybe like they were they were like veterinarian emergency group i think it's the abbreviation is veg uh i'll follow up with that but they were in tampa and okay. I think they're building a location here near me here in Clearwater soon. They're a 24-hour um, animal hospital that yeah. was about a half hour away from me. And they're different from everybody else. They they let you stay with your with your pet ah. side by side every moment, and oh, they wow. take a very a very a very emotional gentle approach to everything they're doing that's, and that's what you were exactly looking what for. i needed that's what you were that's looking exactly for. yeah yes a hundred percent so i called them up and the woman on the phone was super nice she goes look she goes we're open 24 hours she goes you can bring them here now i said okay i said so i was reluctant in a way because i didn't want to 
have to traumatize him more again because, again, he's already having trouble breathing. But I'm like, I got to get this x-ray done. I need to know if I can help him. Um, <clears throat> so I, I packed him up. And it's an x-ray, not an MRI, right? It's an x-ray? No, x-ray, x-ray, yeah, okay. just an x-ray. Okay. Um, so I, I, I wrapped my blanket around him. Picked him up, got in the truck, drove to Tampa. Like I said, it was only a half hour away. Yeah. It was the afternoon. I think we got there about 2.30 in the afternoon. And so there was no other patients in there yet. I got to tell you, dude, these people were amazing. Thank okay? God for that. Amazing. I'll, I'll say 99% of them were amazing, and I'll tell you awesome. more about it when I, when I tell you about the experience. So they were amazing. As soon as I walked in, the woman who I spoke to on the phone at the front desk, I didn't think her name was Bonnie, sweet woman she directs me right to the back where i swear bro you walk in there and it looks like you're on a tv show for like an animal hospital where you're basically like in an er you know yeah. where they have everything they had all this modern equipment everywhere there must have been at least 15 to 20 veterinarian doctors right there okay. ready to fucking tackle the situation you went to the with new the amsterdam machine. of hospital for pets <laughs> oh dude it was amazing i'm not kidding it was yeah. amazing i walk in and because there was no other uh, patients there yet they literally like a like a group of angels just came immediately towards me and buddy blue and attended to us instantly it awesome. was amazing how it went from zero to all these wonderful people um with their attention directed towards Buddy, and I was just touched by that. Yeah. And yeah. as soon as we got there, they gently put him on the table. They let me stay right in the middle of them, okay? Yeah. And they want their first task was to shave his right arm, okay? His right arm, shave the hair a little bit, because mm. the mancoons are very hairy. So shave the arm so they can put a catheter in there so they can take blood and do blood ah. tests and also administer whatever else they need to and do. And you so, were able to be right there and see all of this. I was literally right in the middle of them. Mm. Right, They didn't They didn't say, you know, uh, can you please sit down? Can you, Far they, cry from right the there. place you went to oh. before. <laughs> Dude, it was amazing. And not only that, they, uh, they had me participate. So while they're uh, tending to him all around him, uh, in this amazing environment, you know, uh, of this this ER, which is amazing, with all this equipment, they administer a a little um, sedative to his muscle in his back, in his on his thigh, to kind of relax him a little bit. Yeah. Okay, and and he didn't even notice it. And at the same time, there was a hose hanging from the ceiling, and they told me to hold the hose right next to his nose. It was pure oxygen <clears throat> to help him breathe through the whole thing. So while they were doing what they were doing. I was holding the oxygen, so I was participating, like yeah, I was yeah. one of the doctors, you know. Yeah, yeah. And he, he saw me, so I was right there, and he, you know, I'm sure that gave him some comfort to see that I was right there. So I'm holding the oxygen, and they put the catheter in him, and they start taking a few vials of blood, mm -hmm. so to run some tests. So at the, right after that, they're like, okay, they're like, we're gonna put him in this. It's I swear, dude, it was like an incubator, incubate, incubator, incubator chamber, like it was okay. an oxygen chamber. Okay. Mm, okay. It was a. It was this. It was this oxygen chamber that uh, there was all clear, clear glass. There was no bars on it, like he was in a cage. It was yeah. clear glass. They opened the door. They put him in there. They close it, and now that chamber is 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 being pumped pure oxygen, which for that time that he's in there helps him breathe. Better. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So he was in there while we're waiting for the test results. And then also for the sedative to kick in a little bit more so then they could take him for an x-ray. Yeah, so so they relaxed. gave me a 
Yeah, they gave me a chair. I, I sat down right in front of him. He saw I was right there. Again, it's a glass door, so he sees me sitting there. Again, this and is a better like, experience for both you and for him to be calm. Because like you stated exactly. earlier, he was in that other place. They, he, he gave them a hard time because, number one, he didn't know where the hell you were. He was taken away. So now he's freaking out. And now here you are in despair thinking, what's wrong with these people? What's going on? So, yeah, I, I totally understand where you're coming from. For all the pet owners out there, um, you, just listen to what Steve's saying. And, you know, during times like this, when you're going through a rough patch with the health of your pet, um, it's obvious how much more of a comfort it is when you're dealing with people who actually care enough for both owner and pet. So I'm sorry to it interrupt. It is so just, important. Yeah. No, yeah. not at all. Not at all. That is very important what you just said. It's 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 literally it is so important. All right. And like you said, it's so important for the experience for the for the patient who is your your pet and and the and the pet owner who who's basically the parent who's so emotionally uh, traumatized as well dealing with this. Uh, it is so important to be in the right environment. And in a weird way, I guess I had to experience the worst to to acknowledge that I was in the best care at that moment. You yeah. Know? So uh, um, what a stark difference! It was like going from hell to heaven <laughs> as far as care as, as far as care went. Yeah. And so the, so I'm sitting there with him, and it started to get busy in the place. Mm. And buddy's buddy's just sitting there looking around. There started you know dogs started to come in. It was mostly dogs, you know. Cats started to come in. You could see this one's going to that table. Then they take another animal and they're bringing them in the back room. She's the uh, oh and oh and let me back up. The 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 main doctor that I was dealing with because there was a whole group of them that was helping him. But the yeah. main one that I was dealing with, she was she was probably in her twenties. Um, sweet sweet soul, dude. She was exactly the way a veterinarian should have been under those circumstances. She spoke so gently. Okay, and so kind and so clear that it was perfect. It was like 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 everything. It was the complete opposite of the way that Yellen came in. The, the way that woman came in the other place. <laughs> I think you got um, it right the first time. Yellen <laughs> instead of Helen. Yellen. <laughs> oh my God! I I know where you're coming from, man, Steve. You felt the care coming from this this woman. You know, she, she yeah, treated it the was, situation with care. Oh, my God. She was like an angel. All right. So, you know, so we're sitting there and Buddy's watching. We're both watching the place get busy. And so, like there's a surgery going on in the corner. And you could see there's like windows. Or, like, you see all this stuff happening. And it started to get very busy in there like a, like an ER, you know, like a regular ER. And they kept checking in on me and seeing how I'm doing. And they offered me, they even made me some food, even though I didn't eat anything. Professionals, I, man. Yeah, I, I, couldn't eat, I couldn't eat a damn thing. Because he was suffering, and I, even though I was starving, I didn't eat nothing. Uh, they made me like a cup of noodles and some candy and snacks and drinks. I didn't touch any of it except yeah. for the water. I needed some water. So we're sitting there. So then they come in. They're like, okay, you know, we're ready to take him for his x-ray. Mm -hmm. So they gently pick him up, and like different from the other place, they allowed me to go with them. Mm. And because when you're dealing with x-rays, there's radiation. So what did they do? Just like I suggested the other place do, they had me stand on the opposite wall. There was a little square window, and I, wa and I was able to look and watch and see everything that was happening 10 feet away from him. Okay, wow. So they did a few x-rays, and then they picked him up. 
and gave them to me, and I walked them in the ball. I brought them back into the incubator, and we waited for the results. All right. So how long? How long did that take? Uh, you know, I'll be honest. I lost track of time because uh, did did it take a while? Did it take a little while? Um, maybe an hour. Okay. Overall, by the end of the story, I'll tell you, we were in there probably for about. I was there with him probably over ten hours. Oh wow! Oh wow! Yeah. So you know, it was a very surreal moment. Yeah. Um. So we waited. Then they. So she comes back. She goes. You know. Do you mind coming with us with me for a minute? I want to. You know. Talk about his his test and his X ray results. This was the big moment where you found out everything yeah, that's going on. So, yeah. So I'm like taking deep breaths. You know. So I go back into the X ray room, and now there's like fucking fifteen veterinarians in there. Okay. Uh-huh. And uh, they got the X ray thing with the light on the wall and. The, the one who was basically dealing with me, this this very gentle woman, the the head the head vet, she's like she goes okay, she goes so first, she goes I want to show you the X-ray of a healthy cat, okay, mm-hmm. so on the on the X-ray machine and 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 the reason why there were so many surgeons in there or I mean veterinarians in there, I guess that's how they do things. Maybe they kind of learn off each other and yeah, they want everybody say, to be around, you know? Yeah, people bouncing yeah, so ideas this, off each other. Yeah, so it was. Every, they were all in there. It was pretty amazing. Yeah, and um, so I'm standing there, and I'm like, my 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 stomach's all nervous because to hear what she's gonna say. And so she's like, all right. She goes, first, I want to start off by showing you an X-ray of a healthy cat. So they put that up on the X-ray board, and I'm looking at it. And she's like, all right. She goes, you see, you can see the heart, you see the lungs, you see his rib cage, his his, his bones, his his organs in his stomach, and and you see all the space around it is black, right? Nice and clear. I'm like, yeah. She goes, okay. Now I'm going to show you Buddy Blue's X-ray. All right. His his X-ray around the chest, the, the around his heart, around his chest, his abdominal, the whole midsection the of his torso, body, where all the torso, his main yeah. organs, yeah, his torso, the whole midsection, all the way up to his to his heart, was all white. It was white. You couldn't even see his organs, so they told me that he is he is filled with fluid, and he has so much fluid surrounding his heart, his lungs, and his uh, his abdominal area that he he can't even he can't breathe. So every breath that he takes, it's like he's drowning. Did, constantly. did they say what caused the the, the fluid buildup? Stay, she says she goes she goes. It's not. She goes. It's very common to see things like this in a cat especially in his age that uh, they said it could have been heart failure. Although I'm not, look, I don't know. I'm not a doctor, but I don't know if it was heart failure because his heart was strong, dude. Okay. His heart was so strong that it was fighting through all of this. So maybe that's part of heart failure. Was it cancer? They don't, they don't, they don't have a a narrow down um, diagnosis, Mm. but from what they saw, they said that this is common. Mm. Uh, in a cat his age yeah. to to have this happen, and they said that it could it could have been heart failure, uh, and she says that it could have been any forms of a men, of a long list of all kinds of cancers. Okay, mm, okay, that uh, that makes that, more that sense happening. to me than the heart failure yeah. thing because yeah, how does well, heart failure of- cause all of that mucus and fluid buildup? 
you know. Well, if you re- it, well, I did a lot of research before, yeah. at that time before I took them that day, and th- there's a whole list of reasons why it would okay. be connected to heart failure. Okay, okay. But yeah, so it was either heart failure or a whole list of different types of cancers that gotcha. cause it. But in a, in a cat in his age, it was it was not abnormal. It was something that they see all the time. Okay. So now I'm kind of like taking the information in, and figuring out what you know what what am i going to do here so i i said to them i said is there anything that i can do because that's what that's that's what i needed to know yeah is there anything i could do to make this better so he gets better and they're like you know in in, in a non-encouraging way or yeah. non not optimistic way she says well she goes there's one thing you can do but i do not suggest it she says we can we can give him a heavy heavy sedative, the the type of sedative that they give somebody when they're going out, you know, going out into a big surgery, the kind that basically like anesthesia, you know, that basically knocks you the fuck out. Yeah. She goes, we can give him a very heavy sedative, okay, but even just with the sedative alone, he may not make it through that. Okay, that might that might kill him. The sedative. She goes and him, yeah, th- yeah. She goes and even she goes. So let's say he does make it through the sedative she goes then we have to take a long a very long large big needle and stick the needle right into his chest all the way into his chest to try to extract the fluid mm. okay she says and then it's very unlikely he would make it through that all right and she goes and let's say even if he did make it through those two things that can kill him just by yeah. doing those things she she said it's a very very high chance that it will he will just fill up with fluid again almost immediately wow okay so basically then they start talking to me about so basically there's nothing i could do for him yeah if he was if he was maybe half his age and he was 10 years old maybe i would consider that yeah but when you're talking about a cat that's like about almost like 100 years old yeah yeah yeah. and cat cat years yeah that that alone those two things alone would probably kill him Yeah, yeah so now they start talking to me about euthanizing him now I have never been somebody who who did that. Now I have full respect for people that did that. It, like my brother Andrew, uh, a couple of years ago, his cat Diamond got very sick, and he did that to Diamond, and uh, I, I saw how hard that was on him. Uh, any cat that I had pre- previously to Buddy Blue, uh, like my last cat, went uh, passed away in my arms naturally at home. He got hit with all kinds of cancers. Wow! But I let him go in my house. Yeah. Was that? No, no. I said, wow. Yeah. I said, wow. Yeah, it was a very, it was a tough experience to, to have my cat pass away in my arms, the, the, the one I had before Buddy. But that was kind of how I always saw things, you know, letting them go naturally at home where they want to be and letting them go naturally. But with Buddy, it was different because he was struggling with breathing, you know? Uh, you, you, you're filling me up with the purring there. Um, <laughs> so I had a tough decision to make. And if I was going to euthanize him, I, ha- I was. They were suggesting that I do it right there and then. That there's no reason to make him continue to suffer. Yeah. It's literally the way they describe it. It's like him, him constantly drowning. And uh, I was able to see that with him, with the struggling. I yeah. saw how much, how hard it was for him just to fucking take a tiny breath. At this and moment, getting- they're presenting you with this option. At this particular yeah. moment, when it's obviously dawning on you that wow. It, it, He's he's terminal. You know this now. Yeah. And you're standing there listening to these 
veterinarians giving you, you know, what they believe is the best route to go. I could only imagine what's going through your mind and how you're feeling. And it must be such a sinking, sickening feeling because now here you are presented with the, with the option that you sure as hell, like you're saying, you know, you never had ever thought about doing something like this, but you're also thinking about your cat not suffering anymore. What is going through your mind at this moment? I was put in one of those situations that uh, nobody wants to be put in. And um, I had a million thoughts and emotions going through my body. I was in shock. Uh, It was surreal. I was so sad, okay, knowing that this is it. And now I officially know there's nothing I can do for him. Now I officially, now I know that I, taking him home and letting him go naturally is probably not the right thing to do for him and now i'm being pushed now i got like my back against the wall where i have to make this decision that normally i'd never supported doing yeah um i respect people that have done it but it was never my way of doing things uh i was always like you know let him go naturally at home but i was put in this position where you didn't want to feel guilty about keeping him alive because of you know you probably felt like maybe it's selfish in a way, yeah, maybe a, a way, lot of these way, things were going through your mind, right? Because, I mean, yeah, I, I way, think I would a... feel that way, right? Like, damn, am I being selfish, wanting to keep him alive just so he can... But then, you know, is he suffering? Like, I can only imagine the emotions going through your mind, man. Yeah, at the moment, you realize it's not about me. It's about him. Mm-hmm. It's not about me having him with me for another day or another yeah. two days. Uh, it's about him. And I love him so much. Yeah. And I, I was seeing him suffer breathing. And I now that I know there's nothing I could do, I knew I had to make a hard decision. Wow. So I said to them, I said, can I think about it for a little bit? She's like, sure. So they brought him back over and put him back into in the in the oxygen chamber. And he's just sitting there yeah. looking at everything happening, you know, and I'm I'm sitting there crying my eyes out. You know, I, he's I'm in already an, I'm in an, sedative already kicked in. So he's calm. Well, they gave that was the mild sedative uh-huh. that they gave him. But when he came in, they didn't give him another one at okay, that time. Okay. And so he's still basically awake. He's just not as freaked out as he was. He's relaxed uh, when yeah. we first got there. He's a little more relaxed, but okay. he was awake. He's watching everything. Yeah. And, you know, the incubator oxygen chamber thing had a little door, a uh, little mini door window on it that I was able to open to kind of stick my hand in there and pet him for mm. a few minutes. Uh, and then you know, and then close it because you don't want to, you don't want the oxygen levels to go down. Uh, so I'm sitting there with him, and I'm looking at him, and I'm telling him a million times I love him so much, and I'm I'm like I got to make this fucking decision, and I, I I'm afraid to admit, but I know what the, the answer is. Yeah. I just I'm trying to hold off from from saying okay. I probably sat there, I would say probably for another two three hours. Dude, wow. Okay. Thinking about everything, and at the same time, there was some really nice people that were talking to me that had to bring their dog in. That the dog was sick, and they were going to euthanize their wow. dog. And like within, two, yeah, yeah, within two weeks. So I had these people talking to me. I had the people checking on me continuously, and I'm like, you know, I just need more time to think. And um, just to fast forward a little bit, so a few hours go by, 
And I'm just looking at him and knowing that these are basically the last moments I'm going to see him wow. and that I have to make this decision because it's the right thing to do because he's suffering. Yeah. Um, and there's nothing I can do to make it better other than this. The one thing that I was never, uh, never wanted to believed in doing. So it was after, never thought in your, in your mind to ever do something like this. So this is never, never thought that I would have to be put in the position to do yeah. this with him. I was always like, yeah, I'm just going to let him go at home naturally yeah. um, and peacefully. But with him, it couldn't have been peacefully because he, he was suffering because he couldn't breathe. Um, so I'm sitting there. So finally, after a few hours of crying and being torn to shreds inside, they come over and they ask me for the umpteenth time, you know, have you made – oh, so there's this woman real quick. There's a woman the, – the woman I spoke to originally – Uh, this is important that I remember this. Her name is Bonnie at the front desk. She checked on me a couple of times. Yeah. And she saw how this was tearing me to shreds. Yeah. And she goes, look, she goes, I'm going to get, I'm going to get a little post-it and I'm going to write the name of this place. She goes, there's this place called lap of love. And mm -hmm. I want everybody to remember this. Okay. Lap of love, like the lap you like your yeah. legs, yeah. lap, lap of lap of love. Uh, they, what they do is they specialize And doing home euthanizations where oh, they come to your house yes, and yes. they do it in the house. Yeah. Okay. So oh, she was so sweet, this woman. Uh, this part of the story gets that gets really yeah. interesting. So <clears throat> she was so sweet, this woman. She wrote it on a little pink post to note. She gave it to me. I put it in my pocket. Food for thought. And I'm yeah, food for thought. It's in my pocket. So now I'm thinking and I'm thinking, I'm thinking. I'm like, I don't want him to suffer. I don't want him to continue suffering. So the best decision to make, I'm trying to convince myself of this, you know, in my head. Yeah. I'm like, the best decision to make is just to do it here. He's here already. I I know he's not going to get better. It's only going to get worse. The best thing to do for him is just to do it here. And there, and on top of those thoughts in my head, trying to convince myself that I have these other these veterinarians checking in on me every every so often, trying kind of trying to convince me that that's the right thing to do. So that's where I'm being pushed and I'm being pushed hard uh, by myself and by them to do that. Okay. And it was so very hard for me until finally, after a few hours, they checked on me again. And I said, I said, okay. And nobody's wrong here on either side. You know, I mean, nobody's wrong. Nobody's wrong. Nobody's wrong. wrong. Side. Nobody, nobody yeah. at all is wrong here. It's just one of those tough moments in your life. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so I said, okay, I said, let's let's do it at that point i'm crying and so she goes okay this is what we're going to do and she she goes to do the first thing with the first heavy sedative and, and then with the second one she explains everything to me i said okay so she starts walking towards him he's like sitting on some ledge near the window area um and she's walking towards him i'm right next to him and as soon as she started making the attempt to take that um the needle you know the injection needle just to reach for this the catheter yeah. that's on his arm you know with the port hanging where you can just inject what you got inject in there he fucking freaked out dude mm. okay he turns from a calm gentle beautiful uh buddy blue into a fierce lion dude wow. okay his fucking his fucking fangs were out 
Wow. He was he it looked like I was watching a National Geographic Safari edition <laughs> of a fucking wow. t- of a tiger in the jungle wow. fighting for its life, okay? Wow. He knew. And that's he ex- knew. He knew. He sensed he knew. it. He fucking knew. He knew he was and going. He, bro, he picked up on it. He knew exactly why why she was there, what was about to go down. He didn't want to go out say, that. He didn't want to go out that way. Bro, if I tell you he was fighting for his life, I I would not be exactly. What did that do to you okay? right there when you saw that? It tore it tore me up. It tore me to shreds, and I'm crying and I'm seeing him. He went from being as calm as he could be in the situation, and being bu- buddy, just being curious and looking around and blah blah blah, and even purring being next to me, yeah. to fighting for his life with vicious fangs out and 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 attacking them. He I think he even bit me once or twice. But I didn't mind. I oh, you were right um, there in the room as this yeah. was happening, right next to him? Yeah, I was the closest to him. I was right oh. next to him. And she's approaching from the front of us. And then you had the other guy coming towards. That Here was I am her. thinking you pressing that button from an uh, from an outside part of the room. No. You were no, right there. No, I was there. right there. Oh, wow. I was right in the middle of it. I was the closest to him. Wow. So as I'm trying to hold him to get him to stop biting and attacking... It just didn't help. He knew what was going down. So she backed off a couple of times. Then she made a couple more attempts from mm. different angles. And he just was fierce. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and, I'm, and I'm so upset. In your head, you're like, where is all this energy coming from? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'm so, I'm so upset because I see, because I, now I, I know what's about to happen. He knows and what's now, about to happen. <laughs> and he, know, he knew what was about to happen. And I said, I I told her and the guy too. I immediately said, so that I said, stop, 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 stop. Mm. You know, I said, just stop, stop for a second, okay? Yeah, yeah. So they they backed off, and I I looked her. I took a deep breath a few times. I was crying. Yeah. I'm holding on to him, and I said to her, I said, let me ask you a question. I said, have you ever had anybody change their mind at the last second? And she goes, no. I said, well, I think today is going to be your first day, your first time. I said, because I'm going to tell you right now. I said, there is no way that I'm going to let buddy's, my love's last experiences be like this. I said, there is no way that I'm going to let him go out like this. So I said, I, I, I took a deep breath a couple times. I knew there's nothing I can do to help him. But I, uh, the one thing I can do is not let him go out like that, okay? So I said, there's no way that I can let his last moments be like this. I said, so I'm going to be your first person ever that's going to change their mind. I said, so uh, what I need you to do is I need you to go back out there, have them reprint my bill up, okay? Uh, and I'm not going to do this today. I said, either two things are going to happen. I said, I'm going to take him home, that's for sure. I said, and either he's going to go naturally at home where he should be, where he's comfortable, or or I'm going to contact Lap of Love and have them do it in the home. Now, if I can interject right there for one second, I want to go back to yep. this lady, this godsend, who is, yeah. I believe you mentioned her name was Bonnie. I, I, well, I've been Bonnie, sitting, Bonnie I've been sitting, desk. I've been sitting on this one because I was waiting for this moment. And this is how I believe the universe works in mysterious ways. I believe that this lady, Bonnie, at that front desk saw you, saw what you were going through, what you were feeling, 
And I think that she's seen these situations probably a hundred or a thousand times before. And that the universe on that particular moment was working through her. And she gave you that number because that might've been an option for you. And guess what? It was. And so shout out to Bonnie at that front desk who probably doesn't even understand that she has a, 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 a sixth or seventh sense that's working in her, within her. And I, I, I really believe that the universe was working with her because what are the chances of her giving you that number that you would later on use? Yeah, she was definitely sent. I mean, she was definitely working with a higher, with the high, highest realm possible, okay, to assist because the people at that place, although they're great, and I'm not, I'm de- I would definitely recommend them. Um, for the most part, everybody there was great. Um, they, it's a business at the end of the of course, day. Of course. They, I, I think to have him to do the euthanization there, I think was like, you know, just for that alone was like almost 800 bucks. All the right. The universe so it's a was working on a lot of levels at that particular moment in time between her giving you that piece of paper and between Buddy freaking the fuck out. You know what yes, I'm saying? Yes. The universe 100%. was at play during that time period. And it was yeah. ordained already that this would not happen at this hospital. Oh, thank God. Thank God that I had that uh, post-it note in my pocket. Because if she would not have enlightened me about this option, uh, I would not have known. And that would have been Buddy's last moments. That would have been how he went out. And... You know, thank God she did, and thank God I so had it. So that was a, um, a, a factor in your decision. The fact that you had this little number in your pocket was that. So, because I don't think we we did speak about this, but I don't think we got in into detail as to that part of it. Was that one of the deciding factors that also, beside him freaking out and seeing him in well, that way, was that also a deciding factor in you saying, you know what, nah, not here, not now, this ain't happening. N- no, not not until not until well yes, but that didn't that thought pattern did not pop into my head until that very moment when was he happening. started freaking like out. You yeah, just said, yeah, I was because I was already convinced. But by that's them. my point. The universe at work. Yes, that paper was yes. in your pocket. It was meant yes. to happen. You know, I, it's, wow, that's crazy. Yeah, you're exactly right. It that's was crazy. it was a meant to be thing where because that was in my pocket at that moment. Uh, once I realized I was that I could not do that there because that wasn't going to be his last moments. You had the that option the, of something else. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You had yeah, another option. And I didn't even option. realize it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. To the I didn't realize it to the very last second until that moment was actually happening, where I knew that uh, there was no way he was. That was this was going to be it. So that's when I said, "Think about well, the name. I'm Lap be, of love. You think about that. Yeah." It's crazy. Yeah, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be your first person to change their minds. I'm taking them home, and either it's gonna be natural, or I will call up Lap of Love and have it wow. done at least have it done in the house where he's meant to be. So they cha- they went they cha- they all I I probably had two or three veterinarians approach me mm. to try to con- to try to convince me to change my mind again. Mm. Okay, uh, while they were uh, changing up my bill or whatever, yeah, there was no going and back I, for you. Yeah, and I told him I said, and when this one, there was one that was very strong, um, strong-minded in a way where she, like her, she was really trying to convince me. And as soon as she walked into the room, 
I said, I know, I know why you're here. I said, you're going to try to, you're going to try to make me change my mind. And she's like, well, no. And I'm like, well, yeah, you are. And that's exactly why she was there. And she started everything that she said was try to get me. And she tried to, she tried to touch me. She tried to push my buttons in a way. And again, yeah. she wasn't doing any, she didn't do anything wrong. She was doing the right thing on her, from her perspective. And when she was the one that mentioned to me in the, in the room where we did the x-rays where she told she was the one that said to me well every time he's trying to breathe it's like he's constantly drowning and now also not to be thing. cold and also not to be cold but yeah. the euthanization is what 800 a thousand bucks 1200 bucks or it's, something it, like that it's about it's a it's about 800 dollars. okay so they're, they're, well, they're letting a potential 800 dollars just walk out the door so yeah on behalf of that part right. of it it's business so yeah 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 exactly right so she was the one that mentioned about him it's kind of like he's 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 breathing he's uh he's constantly drowning which yeah. is a very tough thing for me to hear yeah. so when she came into the room to try to convince me to change my mind and she kind of knew that i already had my my mind made up that i was taking him home yeah she did a la a last dish a last ditch effort to bring up the fact that she's like, all right, but you know, he's he's it's it, it, he's basically dry, like he's drowning every second. She said it again to try to get me, like to, to try to touch a nerve, you know. And I said, I said, look, I said I appreciate what you're doing. I said, and you know, I said, but I'm I made up my mind. I'm going to take him home. Either he's going to go naturally, or I'm going to call Apple Love. The next morning, when I got up, I really didn't sleep much. I, I didn't think that he would still be here. I thought I would wake up and yeah. he would be gone, he like under the bed. There. And when I woke up and I look under the bed, he's still he's still struggling. He's and I'm like, fighter, man. man. He's a fighter, I'm like, man. this, this <laughs> fucking strong, strong, strong warrior motherfucker. I, I'm like, because I know he's a Leon, bro. He's a fucking Leon, bro. <laughs> I, I know he you did know, not. For those sleep, that don't know, Steve's name is Stephen Leon. Okay, so yeah. I'm not just saying that he's a lion. I'm just saying he's, you know, he's oh. he's family. He's a Leon, you know. Dude, he's a lion king. If, as far as I'm concerned, he was a lion king. Wow. And he, a majestic, strong, powerful being, and I. Mm. When I looked at him and I seen that he was still here, and I, and he and I'm like, man, I know he didn't sleep for a second. I know wow. he's exhausted. He he barely ate. He barely drank. And that man, he's still going. And so as the soon as he seen me again, get up, <laughs> yeah, as, as soon as he seen me get up, he got enough strength to walk out, wow. walk to the kitchen with me. You know, because he, he that's his routine. He's always yeah. by my side. Yeah. I go to the bathroom and I come back, and amazingly. He's up on the island next to the sink because we have a routine where he would I would let him drink from the sink all the time from ah, the faucet. Okay. And sometimes he would lay up here. Now my the island is high. It's all the way I'm six foot two, so it goes up to my to my midsection. He jumped so, up there? You know No, not all the oh, way. I have like say, a oh, I have I have a leather bench cushion bench ah. that's 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 next to the island, so it's like it, that's his first jump, and then there's a second jump. But still, I mean, he still climbed it. I mean, my God, he still correct. found the strength yeah. to do that. Like, wow. Yeah, those are considerably still high high yeah. amounts of, of you know for him to jump up twice. And I come out of the bathroom, and he's on the island wow. next to the sink, and I'm and I'm like, I'm crying, and I'm looking into him. I'm like, how the fuck did you find the strength? to come up here you know wow. and he's just giving me those squinty eyes purring 
So he he lays down by the sink, and I'm and I take the and I take the faucet because it's one of those extendable faucets where you can move it around. And I kind of I'm dripping the water in his mouth, and he's drinking a little bit. He's drinking, and um, and and then I I sit on the bench next to the island, on the 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 island of my kitchen, and he lays down right on the edge, right next to me, and he was having his you know final moments with me. You know, and he knew it. And, um, you know, just I'm crying and, and I'm kissing him a million times on his face. And he's giving me his squinty eyes and he's purring and and, you know, we're having all moments together. And I knew like I, I had to do something. So I I called up Lap of Love. Wow. Right. And I spoke with them. They were so nice. OK. And I had made an appointment they had an appointment available for that day for 5 p.m. Wow, look at so, that. So, yeah, and thank God. I mean, it, it worked out financially as well because money was very tight for me. And uh, so I applied for this thing called care credit that I never even knew existed. Somebody told me about it. Uh, I applied for care credit. It's basically a credit credit card for, for veterinary, you know, expenses and shit. So okay. I got, a, yeah, I got approved for like $2,000. Oh, so. wow. Uh, yeah, it definitely helped out. Matter of fact, I, I just reminded myself I got to make a payment on it. But um, so I had worked it out where I had just enough money between my debit card and the care credit, and this and that, to take care of what I needed between the animal hospital, the vet, and this. Yeah. So and the and the cremation and everything. So yeah. I I went I went through all the details with them, and she's like, "All right." She goes, "We're gonna have um, uh, I can't think of her name at the moment." She goes, "She's gonna come over." Uh, at 5 p.m. So, and they and they and she, they explain the details and they work it out where I worked in the cremation where they'll take him and they they'll you know this is what we'll have done and then and then you can either pick, you, then you can go pick him up and blah 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 the ashes and everything and so I worked out all the tough details to fucking work out with them and now I know the clock is ticking it was like one something in the afternoon I think mm. and the appointment was for, the appointment was for 5 p.m. so I know that this is happening today. Yeah. Let's fast forward to to it being close to five o'clock, and me and Buddy spent a lot of time together. Uh, he went back under the bed, and uh, she, so the, my doorbell, my, my my she knocks on my door. I'm ripped to shreds. I look like I just been been ran run over by a fucking tractor trailer because I'm just torn up. You know, it was a rough couple of weeks, and uh, I knew what was about to happen. So this woman, if I got to tell you, Jose. This woman was an angel, okay? Some people are meant to do what they're meant to do. And this woman, I opened the door, she was she was petite woman, blonde hair, blue eyes, uh, soft-spoken, and she just had this energy about her like she was an angel, okay? Mm. She walks in, she's got this beautiful wicker basket with all these blankets and stuff and, and you know, and all her stuff with her. She comes, she sits down here in the living room on the bench here by the island over here. And Anthony's sitting on the couch and we start talking about everything. Okay. Mm. And I'm torn to shreds. I'm crying and, you know, and I'm, I'm really fucked up emotionally. And, um, but she's talking, we're working out all out, working out all the details. And she's just, okay. She goes pretty much the same thing she told me. She goes, well, I'm going to give him 
this heavy, heavy, heavy sedative in his muscle in the back. That's because she goes, that's going to relax his whole body. She goes, he's not going to be struggling breathing. She goes, he'll still be conscious. And then after you have your moments with him, she goes, um, she goes, and then I'm going to give him this injection and that's going to slow down his heart. Uh-huh. And I said, okay. So I told her where he was. I said, he's under my bed. He's, he's very weak. You know, he's having, he, he he's, struggling to breathe every breath i said he's under the bed in the middle of the bed by the wall by the headboard um i said i had well i said luckily i have one of those beds where you press the button and it the back of it lifts up like a craftmatic bed you know like those hospital beds i said i said so i can i can press that the mattress will go up enough where you know possibly i can reach back there and, and pick him up and take him out she goes well maybe i can squeeze back there i said okay now, Buddy doesn't usually stay immediately stay next to strangers. If he doesn't know you, he'll probably you know stay away for the moment, and then kind of gradually get to know you. Okay, so he doesn't know her. So as soon as I lift it up, I press the button. The bed's going up slowly. I'm on the left side, and she's on the right side of my bed. Okay, and in, in in the area where he is, Anthony's by the foot of the bed. And now, the, so the bed lifts up, and you can see him laying there. He looks at me with the squinty eyes, with you know the love, weak squinty eyes, and then he looks at her. And so she goes, she she was very petite. She goes, I think I can squeeze back there. She goes, and I'll give him the sedative. I said, okay. So she squeezes back there. He didn't budge. He didn't try to run away. He stayed right there, like he. He looked at her like he was waiting for her, dude. That's okay, he crazy. looked he he looked at her like you know like he was so thankful that she was there. He knew what was about to happen and that he was he was showing her love that he was that she was finally there. He wanted and to so go she, out on his own terms at home, and yeah, he knew that dude, she was the one to come and make that happen for him in the comfort of his own home. I don't know how else to say that. Bro, it was it was a it was it, 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 it what could have been of and still was a very sad moment and heartbreaking moment. Buddy turned it around and made it a very magical, beautiful moment. All right. So as soon as she stepped over the railing and was next to him, she leans down, pets him a couple of times, and she gives him the injection in his muscle in the back. He didn't flinch. Now that that heavy 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 sedative basically is like giving you a fucking horse tranquilizer where you basically are like jelly okay yeah, yeah. now right after she gives him the injection instead of him laying there and just being like like he's like Bleh, you know he fucking lo- he gets up nice and calmly gets up walks on her side walks out we all walk out of the room with him he's purring okay she sits down by the bench area where my living room is, and there's a coffee table in the middle of the living room between the bench area and her, and I'm behind him, and Anthony's on the side of him. He walks right up to her, purring, bro, okay, walks right towards her, rubs his body to show affection on the on the side of the coffee table, yeah. rubs up on, rubs up, then rubs up against her leg. And then gently falls down to the carpet, okay, that I have in the middle of my living room, yeah. right in front of all, right in front of all of us, like as if he was like, "I'm ready," wow. okay. Wow. And um, yeah, it was just amazing, and I was like, I was so taken by this, and I'm like, 
holy shit, look at what he's doing right now. You know, instead of him running or him just staying there or hiding, he, after getting that heavy, 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 heavy fucking tranquilizer for your, that literally is like right before death, how you feel like you're just like there, but you're here, but not here. And how he, him being so weak and so much, so struggling so much, got up and walked out here for the last like, like time, nothing. Steve, he was yeah, in his dude, power. He was in his dude, power. For the last time, where where he got this strength from, and but mixed with the strength, the love you can hear him purring. Mm. You can see him rub up on the coffee table in her direction. Then then he rubs up on her leg, and he just gently falls out right in front of all of us. Wow! And it was so magical, like I was just so taken by it. So then she, we sort of just he was laying in the middle of the carpet. So now he's not so he's not struggling anymore. Yeah. Okay, he's his his whole body's relaxed. His breathing is completely relaxed. So he's just he's he's feeling probably like he's on top of the world, you know. And he's just laying there. And but he sees me. He's coherent. Yeah. But he's just extremely relaxed and not suffering anymore. But he was still with us. So she goes, okay. She goes, look. She goes, take as much time as you need with him. She goes and and just let me know when you want me to do the other one, the, you know the 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 last injection, the, the final one. So, dude, I'm laying on the floor with him, looking him in the eyes, crying all over his face. His face was soaked with my tears. I'm kissing him a million times on his mouth and 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 talking to him and thanking him for everything and and you know just telling how much I love him and everything. And, um. It was a very powerful moment. It was a yeah. very, 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 very powerful moment that only he can turn into a beautiful moment because this shit was devastating to me. But in his own buddy blue fucking fashion, he turned it into a powerful, beautiful fucking moment. That's what I was going to say, can, man. Devastating, yeah, but it was beautiful just, at the same time. Because yeah, Steve, you didn't like, deserve that for him to go out that way in the hospital. You know, I think no. that the two of you wanted to go out in the comfort of of, of your home. It was yeah, meant to happen. Know, it was meant to happen. You this know, way. in in life's weird, strange, wild ways, you have to experience all these bad things to go to the to the good things and to experience the way it's supposed to be. And you know, we had to go through that to get to this. And you know, I he was home. He was where he was supposed, where he wanted to be. Yeah. He was surrounded by his loved ones. Yeah. He felt safe. He was he he was felt loved. He wasn't in a strange hospital surrounded by whoever, and and he wasn't angry. He wasn't fighting for his life. He he welcomed it. He was like, yeah. He was like, you're my angel, and this is my home. I'm surrounded by my dad, and this is where I'm supposed to, you know, this is where it's supposed to happen. So, yeah. you know, it was a really beautiful moment. And, you know, so I spent a lot of time with him, kissed him a million times, told him how much I love him a million times, and thanked him a million times and kissed his face a million times. His face was drenched with my tears and he's laying there just looking at me, you know, relaxed, but I knew he wasn't suffering anymore. And Anthony had his moments with him also. And, uh, she just, she just, you know, she gave us our time and our, and our, and our, and our privacy. And then she says, I'll be outside. You know, you let me know when you, when you're ready. And Anthony, when I said I was ready, Anthony told her, she comes in and she gently, uh, she gently gives him the other injection, which slows, which stops his heart. 
And while she's doing that, I'm I'm kissing him a million times, telling him I love him a million times. And uh, Anthony Anthony's a psychic medium. Oh wow! For anybody that yeah that knows about that, they do exist. They are real, and he is legit. And he even told me he says when um, when when she gave him the second one, she goes for a moment. She says that his spirit was hovering right right over you know right over us for a moment. And then he, you know, then he gently, you know, afterwards, when his heart finally stopped, he drifted away. Um, but it was a beautiful moment, dude. And and he went peacefully. He went the way he wanted to. He went it out. He went. He he, he came into this world and made an impact on my life and, and many people's lives, like ugh, like a fucking legend, you know. And he left this world like a legend. He was the best. Absolutely, man. So, so, yeah, he was the best of the best, and um, so let me tell you after some, that, she, Steve, yeah, oh no, yeah. please continue. Let finish off with what she was doing. I'm sorry, go ahead. All right. So then after that, she she's uh she has this thing where she uh like this little this little circle like it's like a clay thing where you you she put his paw in there and she takes an imprint of his paw. Oh, so nice. I have okay. yeah yeah I have that here, and then she had these little plastic containers, and she took um like electric razor thing. And she, she gave me a, a lock of his hair from the back wow. of his neck, from his, from his scruff. So I have that. She gave one to Anthony too. Oh and, my God. So you and then have in my souvenirs kitchen, of his actual physical body. Yeah. Yeah. It's right in front of me here. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And uh, so then on my kitchen counter on the Island, she had this beautiful wicker basket. Okay. With a bed, like a little, little mattress, like a pet mattress in there with blankets, yeah. beautiful blankets and a little pillow and everything. So she picks them up and she places really them in quick, there. Really quick, really quick. My my yeah. one question is, the time that you knew he was gone, what, can you take me through that moment? Like when she gave him the last injection and you're just sitting yep. with him? Yeah. When did you know, okay, he's gone now? Well, she 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 basically told me and um and and because I was I was only focusing on his face. Because I, I had, I was laying down next to him with my face in his face, kissing him a million times, talking to him, crying all over him. Yeah. And then I heard her, her and Anthony basically kind of talking in the background and like, okay, you know, he's gone, you know, and 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 because his eyes, and she told me she goes with cats when they pass, they usually pass with their eyes open, so you know, he looked the same to me. He just wasn't breathing anymore, you know, oh, wow. and um. Yeah, I was, she was so sweet, this woman, you know, she says, take as much time as you need. And this is even after he passed. So after he passed, she went out in the hallway and I laid there for, I don't even remember how, how much longer I laid there. With and him his eyes remained times. open? His eyes were open? Yeah, he, mm. his eyes were open. He just looked like he was just laying there, wow. you know, but he was, but you could tell he was peaceful and you could yeah. tell that it was beautiful and it was just a very powerful, beautiful moment. So. I am, I got, I, as your friend for the past almost 20 years, um, I know how it would have affected you to have that memory of him going in that hospital. I know that that would have haunted you more than anything, going back and remembering that. And I'm telling you, man, the universe was working for you. This was the way it was meant to happen. I'm glad that it happened this way for you. Because if yeah, I know yeah. you correctly, bro, that shit would have haunted you. 
It would have it would have tortured me. Yeah, it would have tortured me. There was no way. And I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't I don't know. Like, that was my first time experiencing that. And um, and, and to do for people that do do it at the veterinarian or the hospital, hospital I don't know how their experiences are. Yeah. You know, maybe their pets, maybe their pets allow it to happen easily. Yeah. All I can tell you is Buddy knew what the fuck was going down. And he turned into a ferocious lion and he was fighting for his life. And I said, there's no, I told him, I said, stop, 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 stop. I said, there is no way, no way that I'm letting his last moments be like this. And I knew, I knew I was just, I was being thrown into a whole nother situation. And thank God I had the fucking laps of love in my pocket. Thank God. And even and I'll I'll tell you even if I did not have the laps of love in my pocket, it was still going to be it, that. Yeah, I, was I know. Still I taking know. him home. I know. Whether he if even if he suffered at home yeah, yeah. and struggled for a few days, I was going to let him go at home. Yeah. Not and 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 naturally not go out like that. You know. Um. So then she picks him up gently and she brings him into the kitchen and puts him down. Um. So so yeah. So she let me have as much time as I wanted with him when he had already crossed over. And so I spent a lot of time with him while he was laying here on the carpet, petting him, kissing him, talking to him, even though he was already gone, his, his spirit was still around, you know? And, um, I had a lot of time with him. She was so nice, this woman. So Anthony calls her back in. She picks him up gently and, uh, and places him in on this, basically a cat bed that's in a beautiful wicker basket. And she covers him with the blanket up to his, up to his neck. And, he and his head's on a pillow, and he just looks so fucking peaceful, dude. It was it was done so right that from the beginning to the end, and she was so the this woman was like an angel, dude. She was an angel meant to do what she does, and that's a hard fucking job, all right. For somebody to do that, to be to know like I'm waking up today and I have I have five appointments that I'm going to you know, euthanize five living beings. It's like, that's a tough job. But you know, um, from what it sounds to me, uh, um, with this, with, with this woman and how she handled the situation, you know, I don't, I don't even like the word euthanize. I, I, I think she, yeah, is, I don't want to say it either. I think that she, the word that comes to my mind for her, for, for her, it, it, not word, but the words that come to mind is like, she's a, she, she, she helps, cross over she helps the, yeah that you, you know what i mean like she's that's exactly like the medium she she's from, there yeah like she just like yeah. and when buddy when buddy seen her he he knew she was it she yeah. he knew that she was there to help him cross she was the bridge she, he knew she was the bridge she man. knew yeah she was she's literally an earth angel okay wow and 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 he knew that the moment he saw her that's why he after getting that fucking that crazy heavy fucking sedative that makes you conk out where you can't even move your head or pick up your head. That's that's what gave him the energy to to get up after that injection, walk out here to the living room, rub up and rub up against the table, rub up against her leg, purr to her and to all of us, give and then love. gently lay down and give love and, and look at all look at her and came into the being his power her. for the last time. You know? Yeah, he he was like, "Thank you. I've been waiting for you." Wow. Okay, and it was just a very beautiful, powerful moment. And when when so when when he she placed him in that basket, it was even beautiful. Yeah. And I'm not one of those people to take pictures of their animal yeah, of course, after they pass. I, I I I keep it as a mental of picture. 
but but it was all done beautifully. And then she asked me, she goes, do you, she goes, are you ready? I'm like, yeah. She goes, well, do you want to come down with me and you can carry him in the basket wow. down to my car? I'm like, I was very touched that she let me do that. I'm like, yeah, thank you. So, so I pick up the basket and he's just laying there peacefully, man. And yeah. so I put Anthony comes, we go in the elevator, we get downstairs. She just happened to have a perfect parking spot right in front of the fucking building. Wow. So we didn't have to walk through the parking lot with him. And she backed in. So she presses the button and I don't know what kind of, car she had but i guess it was like a crossover of this is almost as if you paul bearered your buddy all the way yeah exactly exactly right so she presses the button and the back of it the back of it you know electronically lifts up slowly make no mistake this was a ceremony my friend make no mistake it was definitely a ceremony okay he was a he was a legend okay it was like what they do for when, when like, like, like England or whatever does for like a fucking prince or a king when they pass away, this was like a major ceremony for somebody in the same status in the cat world. But he was the best. I want everybody and- listening to know something, man, that there are, as you can hear right now, this is an emotional moment. And I want people that are listening who are pet owners, who are having trouble who might have a pet that's sick, who might have a pet that's of old age and is probably struggling, um, you know, and you're worried about how they're going to go. There are obviously, as you can see from this story, there are services that can offer you a comforting way for your pet to cross over. So whether wherever you live, whether it's New York, Florida, or wherever, I, I implore you to, to seek out these kinds of services that can be of great comfort to you and give you a better memory of how your pet goes out because i think that's important you know what i mean because you know euthanizing your 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 beloved pet whether it's a cat dog whatever at a at a hospital with a with a frightening lasting and you know memory of them fighting for their lives like that could be something that is traumatizing is hurtful and you know, for you to get the send off that you got with Buddy, I think it's beautiful. It touches me. It really does. Hearing you break down for me, it's not easy because you're a dear friend, and I I know the love that you have in your heart for Buddy. And I just want to express that I understand the importance of this. And for the listeners out there who have you know pets and animals, and you know you you might go through a similar situation. Um, Give it a second thought and, and, you know, and if your pet loves being home, if your pet loves being home, you know, maybe you can seek out one of these types of services that can give you comfort and, 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 and let your pet go out on, on his, on, on his or her terms. And I think yeah, that name, that's what Buddy name, did. The name, it was, bro, every moment of it was meant to be, it was meant to happen the way it happened. And, uh, uh, the, the name of the place is Lap of Love, L-A-P of Love, Lap of Love. I do believe that they're all over the United States. So oh, wow. you, there is definitely one somewhere within the vicinity of you. Like this place, I looked on the map. I think they were like 45 minutes or an hour away from me. But they're, they they will still come to you. There's There's definitely one that's within your vicinity. And, man, you're talking to somebody that my whole – I'm not a kid – uh, I'll be 50 in a couple of days, and my whole entire life, I had many, many pets, uh, mostly cats, and I was, n- I never supported uh, putting them to sleep, which is another term that I don't like to fucking say. 
but I don't. I never supported that. Anyone who did it, I respected it, but that was not my my way of doing things. But I'll tell you, this experience changed my whole outlook. And and there comes a time, and there comes a place. I mean, if you can have your pet go naturally where they don't suffer and they can be at home, God bless. But if you're in a situation like I was in, and your your back is up against the wall, and you know that doing that is the right thing to do. If you have the choice, and I'm even going to say if you have the choice, you have the choice to do it at home. Don't be pressured by your veterinarian to do it at the place because a lot of them just want to just want to make the money on, on doing it there. I'm not saying they're bad people, but you do have a choice. I didn't know Lap of Love existed. Thank God for this angel of a woman who was heaven sent. Shout out uh, to I hope Bonnie, I'm getting man. her name right. Shout yeah, out. I hope I'm getting the name right, but that name pops in my head, so I believe it's Bonnie. She was, she worked the front desk of this place. Um, I think they're abbreviated VEG. I think it stands for Veterinary and Emergency Group. They're a 24-hour animal hospital. This they is in Tampa. Tampa, Florida, yeah. Uh, yeah, they were amazing. And thank God she let me she, – she enlightened me about the option to do it at home. And lap of love, they're heaven-sent. And if it's a hard – of course, it's a hard thing to go through – but if you're forced into the situation where that's the only option, you don't have to do it at the hospital. You don't have to do it at the vet. You can do it at home where where you're comfortable. It's not even about you, but where the where your cat is cat or dog is comfortable, where it should take place. And it's a beautiful moment. Um, shout out to them for 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 making a moment that could have been horrible uh, something that was beautiful. Um, you know, Buddy deserved deserved to go out like like the king that he was and he did he did not disappoint he 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 definitely is a legend and and i highly recommend lap of love for people that have pets i i am already thinking about adopting uh another kitten mm. and but i'm not ready yet but i am looking i'm looking at pictures of kittens i'm you know, looking at this, look at that, which means I'm in a healthy manner. Uh, I'm progressing in that direction. Yeah. And just to remind everybody that it's okay, man. You know, death is part of life and we all, we're all going to, we're all dying. You know, eventually every day we get closer to it. It's part of life. Um, but the journey and the moment shared in between, you know, uh, before that happens is is priceless it's yeah. it's you know so it's worth every moment it's the and cream I know, between the oreo yeah the journey is, is 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 a beautiful journey and if you go and you get a kitten from a shelter you're saving that beautiful uh, that beautiful creature's life and and the journey and the love and the and the, the moments you will share with that animal um over the years is just you know, cherish them. J4, 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 In respect to the nine lives and the nine realms that these cats live and dwell in between, we send off Buddy Blue with a farewell and rest in peace. Nine per salute.
J40, 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 J40.